should be able to share it. Now we're going to share this, but we are live as we do the share. Great. Y'all can hear the music, right, CJ? You can hear that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, last night we went out with an artist and they couldn't hear the music. And I'm like, oh, well, Skip huh. just happened. <laughs> I said, this what it's all about. <laughs> Skip, what's happening? Hello, everybody, yeah. and welcome to Y'all Skip Happens music, again. Right? And uh, here we are. My name is Skip Clark, the host of Skip Happens. My good friend, Deb Lamphere, right above <laughs> me there. Some, de- some night she's on the upper shelf. And, yeah, you know, if or like tonight she's up above. Tonight I'm down below. So, but anyways, all that aside, we've got a great artist here. If you know anything about music, you're going to come across his name. He is uh, one of the top songwriters in Nashville. I know this for a fact. He is. Uh, he's been growing and getting bigger and bigger uh, as an artist. CJ Solar has released. Get this: three EPs, top fifteen mm-hmm. hits. He's had American Girls. He had a, a hit called Airplane, which I absolutely loved because I could see it from the airplane. And uh, the top 10 coming my way, he uh, garnered over 5 million overall streams. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable number. 5 mm-hmm. million. Received the, the Music Grow Independent Artist of the Year Award in 2019. I watched you get that. I watched you walk off yeah. the stage oh, with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're touring coast to coast. Ladies and gentlemen, he's our good friend. Say hello to CJ Yay. Solar. What's up? Yeah, thanks for having me. I Welcome. just shared my Facebook page while you're yeah. doing the up. That's uh, right. I was kind of stretching a little bit because I kind of figured you were like well, sharing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank, thank you all for having me. I know it's been a minute, but. Uh, yeah, man. I know. When was yeah. it? When was it we last talked? That uh, I don't know if it was, was before it? COVID. I feel like it. It was during COVID for some reason. Right. It might have been like right after everything closed down. Yeah. But it's the only so, way yeah. we talk to people. Almost two years. I know. <laughs> yeah. So how you been? Things good? Man, I've been great. Just yeah. a lot of writing, uh, working on new music. I got a record coming out. Here. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, so all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where are you right now? Are you in Nashville? I'm, I'm in Nashville in my little studio room where I got... My guitars, I ripped all. Oh my God, I love that. I ripped, ripped the clothes hangers out of my closet and put guitars in it. Dude, that is so cool. Clothes, dude. <laughs> I, I am really jeans and a t-shirt. That's all you need. Jeans and a t-shirt. That's all I need. Yeah, and guitars in the background. And there you <laughs> yeah. go. That's that's. I love what you did with the closets. What a great idea. Yeah, it was like a weird little narrow closet. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna and and like it's like this like there's like a spacer in the middle. It's just a weird. I was like, I'm gonna put guitars in here. Yeah, but you don't see the spacer because you're in the middle of the picture. Yeah, I see the closet on either off. side of you. How many guitars do you have back there? Oh, man, I don't know. Probably, definitely north of 20. But wow. Just, and do you play all of them on a regular I mean, basis? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, <laughs> some get a little bit more use, and I keep some in my, like, in my road stuff. Um, so there's a handful in, in, with, in, in my big guitar vault that we take on the road that I don't have up here, but right, right, right. Wow. Are you still riding around in a van or do you get to ride the bus? Uh, so we have it. We're in a sprinter van, which is okay. like a slight upgrade over the regular. <laughs> a little van. bit, a little bit. Not a tour bus, not quite, definitely not anywhere near a tour bus, but, um, but yeah, working on that. That's when I know I'm going to have made it when I'm on a yeah, tour bus. Yeah, when you got the tour bus, you got the yeah. driver, you got yeah, that's all your friends in the really bus. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still doing a lot of the driving. No, he's uh he's his his own uh taxi driver i guess i don't know yes um so control 
Thanks there you go. That. Yeah, he's got control over everything, which is mm -hmm. a good thing. Uh, tell everybody some of your writing credits. You've had some big hits. Well, um, a couple. Well, my first mm -hmm. cut ever was a song called Blue Bandana for Jared Neiman, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. And that was a single for him. And then um, in 2018, um, Up Down with Morgan Wallen and Florida Georgia Line was my first number one song. And then in 2020, uh, my buddy Jameson Rogers took a song called Some Girls to Number One that I co-wrote as well. And uh, yeah, I've had songs on uh, Jason Aldean, uh, Justin Moore, um, you know, a handful of Texas music number ones that oh, uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, my buddy Mike Ryan's had a, uh, had a, had a bunch of them. I was glad to be on one. Um, that is so yeah. cool. That is yeah. So, cool. so, you know, just, just, you know, <laughs> trying, try, trying to get in where I can fit in. And, you know, I, I love getting to make music with talented friends and, and, and it's, and it's extra special whenever, uh, whenever the songs get put out there and obviously when they get on the radio and, uh, people get to hear them. I mean, that's about the, you know, yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, somebody like me who works on the other side, on the radio side, I, I, I let's say I'm playing some girls by Jameson Rogers and CJ Solar's driving down the road and you hear that mm -hmm. come on. Do you still get as excited as you did the first day that you heard that? It's, it's almost like, kind of like a, Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's my song. That song. Like yeah. I remember when Uptown was like really starting to get played and we were on the road, like, I actually like the week that I went number one, I was actually opening for Scared, which was like a crazy thing. Where like I was like, I put Freebird in a song, and now I'm opening for Scared as I like wrote this yeah. song. One, but um, I remember like all the gas stations we stopped at. Like every time I stopped to get gas, I'd like get out the car, and it was playing on the overhead. I was like, this is crazy. But um, but yeah, I mean, I've heard some girls a lot too. It's really, um, it's it. I mean, it's I mean, I, you know, people are always like. It's it's weird because you write the songs, you know, years before they're 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 making it to that point. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird feeling where you're like, man, I wrote the song years ago, and now it's just getting to people, and you know, um, everything. You know, the music it's moves slow in general, but um, but you know, it, it's 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 really crazy because you're like, wow, something I something I wrote is like. Right getting played all over the place and um you know people are really connecting with these tunes and you know i mean mm -hmm. that's just, just that, that kind of blows my mind because yeah. when we talk to artists about songs and and especially when they're climbing the charts we sit there i just think oh you wrote a song like six months ago you got somebody to record it and now it's on the air and when you sit there and say oh maybe this song was three years ago maybe it was five years ago yeah. what what is kind of that process of that let's let's use the some girl song like when did you write that and how long did it take to get into an artist's hands so we probably wrote that song in like 2015 or 16. wow and then um you know a couple so jameson wasn't a co-writer on that song on friends and like i used to have like parties on my on my back deck and we'd play past the guitar around and like me jameson hardy hunter phelps like devin dawson was over on wow. some of those nights like all kinds of people would be over laney wilson like those you know and we just play past guitar and play songs and um jameson just remembered me or hardy or jake mitchell playing that song and um whenever he went to cut the eat the the record that that ended up being on he didn't actually have a, a major label deal yet, but he was like, guys, I really just love this Sun Girl song. Can I have it? And we were like, yeah, man, go ahead. 
And um, so he recorded it and he started, you know, getting some bubbling traction. And then he got with uh, the Riverhouse Sony deal and, and mm-hmm. when they decided to pick a single, that was the song they went with. I mean, it was just kind of a little. A I little, got goosebumps listening to that story, actually. <laughs> a little bit of luck, but, you know, he put that song out originally in like 2017 and it didn't go number one until 2020, which is crazy. Because he put it out before he had a major label. Yeah, yeah. It helped him get his major label deal. And then that was the song they decided to take to radio in 2019, and then it went number one in 2020. Crazy. Amazing process. How does that work for you as a songwriter, though? I mean, is that a continuous paycheck for you? I mean, I want to get into a lot of details, but as somebody that wrote a hit song, you kind of get a lump. You kind of get a lump sum usually about six months to a year after the song goes number one is when you kind of actually start getting paid. Um, And then you, you know, it's it's because they're paying you like six months to a year after like the Mm. radio play. You know that it's that they, you know however they track it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I guess if a song keeps getting played a little bit, you, you get a little bit of royalties for a while, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I guess they're both. <laughs> we'll see no, just keep it. cranking out more <laughs> number ones. But hopefully, hopefully can keep <laughs> having the number ones. And, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, incredibly grateful and really cool to be part of like two, obviously Morgan Wallen's on top of the yep. world, um, but you know, to get to be a part of his first number one and Jameson's first and, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of a lot of guys first, and um, it's pretty cool, you know. Um, yeah. So I love working with new artists, and obviously, I'm a new artist. So I mean, I just love, you know, working with talented people. Yeah, but CJ, you mentioned a whole bunch of names just a few minutes ago, hanging out on your back deck. Almost every one of those people have already had a hit. Yeah, I mean, there's been a. a, a I mean, a you lot mentioned of- Laney and and others, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Lainey was over here. She's in the friend group. I'm, I'm 99% sure she was over here at one point. But right. I, I remember Devin and, um, I mean, you know, and we had some some older guys that, uh, that you know, uh, Philip White, who wrote I'm Moving On for Rascal Flats, mm-hmm. was at the same publishing company as us. So, I mean, we had, like, it wasn't just, like, you know, because we, we, all, we all had publishing deals at this time. But, you know, the the, the older guys got kids and stuff. Everybody, you know, we, we'd be out there at 2 a.m. passing the guitar and, you know, falling over. Um, love it. So yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it definitely had, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's cool having like a crew of people and you're all like, man, like hopefully, we, you know, we have success one day. Um, so really cool to look back and, you know, ha- kind of have your whole, you know, crew of, of people that you, you know, you, you came up with starting to have success. Um, and you know, cause you, you never know if it's going to happen, you know, so yeah. it's cool to see. I love that atmosphere. That's got to be so cool. Just sitting out on the back porch, got some cold ones or whatever, and uh, you're just jamming on the guitar and just putting songs together or maybe doing some covers and everybody's singing along and everybody's just having a good time. What a great atmosphere. Everyone was really cool and supportive and just like, hey, play like a new song you're excited about. That was one of the main things we do. So we play just like something we wrote within the last couple weeks, you know, and and Some Girls was just one of those songs that we played and and uh and jameson just liked it and you know and whenever he just remembered it being a song that he he was he was a fan of um you know when I, he, he writes most of the songs he just happened to really love that one and it's just really a, a stroke of luck that the label just and, and everyone happened to just connect with that one and they wanted it to be the first single so um yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful <laughs> you know yeah so 
I got to ask one question while we're on this topic. When you have this friend group and you're together, um, you know, you might have five get together one time, 10 another time, whatever. I'm assuming you're just one close knit family kind of group. If, if a couple of you start really climbing the ladder, do you um, have ways to be able to help some of the other artists make some of those segues or basically it's um, people have to kind of find their own. You know, path. I think it's one of those things where obviously if people associate you with a group of people, they go, Oh, well this guy's works with, with these guys, you know, cause like, mm -hmm. especially like early on when people like, you know, through the earliest stages of it, like you're playing around and one friend gets a publishing deal. Well, then usually some of the other friends, they go, oh, well, who else is talented in that group? Oh, well. That's what I was wondering. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then, you know, so then you just start getting publishing deals. And then you guys are all writing together. And then, like, somebody gets a big cut. And then they're every, and, and, you know, people, it's, it's not competitive, but people are like, oh, dang, like. Right. They're, you're happy for each other, for sure. Yeah, just had a big cut. And, you know, yeah. and, and, and as, as the word spreads around town, oh, well, there's a cool little group mm -hmm. of people doing stuff. And, um, you know, Ryan Hurd had a friend group like that with, um, you know, a bunch of his guys, Aaron S. Ives and uh, Joey Hyde. You know, they got, um, uh, I'm trying to think who else was in that group that was more on the artist side, a lot a lot more writers. But but still, you know, there's there's just these groups. And like back in the day, there was like, um, you know, the Peach Pickers. They're kind of one of those groups, you know, mm -hmm. Dallas Davis and, and Ben Hayslip mm -hmm. and those guys. So, you know, um, there's just little groups and they kind of, you know, they just they just kind of bubble up together. And, and that's one of the things I remember people saying. It's like, hey, you know, you can write a song with an already established, really hit writer, but where you're really going to have your success is, um, you know, having your crew of guys or girls or whatever, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, you, that, yeah. that you're just comfortable in the room yeah. with and you work together and you really get to know each other. And, and, you know, you're not afraid of throwing things out. You know, you're not afraid to suck. You can, you can say, you know, the stuff that really gets it out there. And, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's a lot of the times where your best songs are going to come. Obviously, you know, if you get in, in the room with a Jeffrey Steele and, and you're really wanting to bring it and, you know, you're nervous, you know, but it is, it is nerve wracking because, you know, um, yeah, it is definitely. Wow. But, That's so. right. You're you're doing stuff with Jeffrey Steele and uh, you're doing a show. You mentioned that uh, I think yeah, before yeah. you flip the cameras on. But when you mentioned that name immediately, I thought of the group Boy Howdy back in the day. And uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the, they had a hit single, but they, it was so long ago. But now we get done here, I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, yeah. that's amazing because he has written so many songs. He's on, so, he's in the fine print on so many great songs. Uh, you know, uh, it's cool. uh, I mean, I can't, I mean, I, I would think he's had 50 plus singles and a lot of those, like 20 to 30 of those are probably number ones with a lot of number twos to tens yep, as well. Yep, right behind them. You, you can go see Jeffrey play a four-hour show at Third and Lindsley, and you will know almost every song, which oh. is, I mean, pretty that, unbelievable. I mean, that's Eb's favorite uh, hangout, by the way. Yeah, I know it is. It's I love that place. So every time we're in town, I try to grab a show there. Um, it's, it's a great spot. It's great venue. And, yeah, and, and yeah. So I'm having a Mardi Gras Mardi Gras show there on March first. Um, so much. And fun. I got a lot of Louisiana artists um, getting up to play with me. And but Jeff, I'm gonna have Jeffrey come out and, and, and play some too. So that's so cool. Um, yeah, let's talk about the new song. You had something drop here recently, The Future's Neon. Yeah, so yeah, uh, tell us about it. So it's crazy. So that you know, obviously, over COVID, people weren't doing a whole lot of in person stuff. We were, um, and that was a song that I wrote with, with uh, two of my buddies who are also from Louisiana, 
Jim McCormick and Blake Griffith, which they were, um, Jim was in New Orleans and Blake was in uh, where he's from, which is around Shreveport, Louisiana. I was here. But um, yeah, we wrote that song over Zoom, which was crazy. And um, a, a lot of the songs that are on my new album were written over Zoom, which is which is really weird. But, um, but yeah, you know, The Future's Neon, we were just talking and I can't remember what we were just you know, talk, obviously, pretty much every right you were talking about COVID, you know, like who didn't right, talk about right, COVID. Right. Uh-huh. But especially then, you know, probably like summer 2020, I think when we wrote that. And and Jim was like, man, I have a feeling that like when things when things open, like it's just going to blow up, And which I don't know if that's necessarily been the case. But <laughs> but, but he was like, man, if they, he goes, I don't know what's, what's going to be in the future, but I know that country music fans got a lot of neon in their future still. And I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, so we, we kind of just, you know, it, obviously it's not about COVID, but that was kind of the inspiration was like, Hey, there's going to be some neon in our future. And I kind of thought it was a cool kind of, cause it's going to be the title track to my album. But, um, but I was just thinking, man, 2022 this year, everything's starting to really open back up for uh, hopefully for good. And, um, I was like, man, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of neon in, in my future mm-hmm. this year. So I kind of just encapsulated the whole the whole album. See, that's that's uh, yeah. the mind of a songwriter, right there. You're thinking about mm-hmm. the future and what's going to happen when we open up, and you're putting it all into music. And what it just what a great idea. The album will be called "The Future's Neon." And yeah, uh, yeah. So it's when do you? But that's the single that yeah. So the single that the first single that just came out. Um, so I'll be dropping, you know, a handful of tunes, but the whole album won't be till this summer, but okay. between now and then I'll probably be putting a song out every couple of weeks, you know, so I'll get about half the album out before the whole album comes out. Um, I, that's just, uh, apparently that's what the label's telling me it's got to happen these days. So, uh, uh-huh. and, so, uh, speaking of label, didn't you just sign? Did I read? Yeah, so January? You signed with somebody? Well, so I'm put, yeah, so I'm putting this album out with a with a small label called Empire. Actually, they're really big uh, in uh, in actually in the rap genre. But they sure. opened in in, in uh, Nashville a couple of years ago, and um, a guy Eric Hurt, um, who used to be at Black River Kelsey Ballerini's label, is over yes. there, and um, really cool guy. And 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 we've talked about doing something together for a long time, and um, it was just the right fit for this record. So um, was excited to partner with them. I actually just. Um, joined a, a new publishing company late last year as well. Um, a new startup um, called Edge Hill Music Publishing. I was at um, Brad Paisley's Seagale. Seagale, right. See, I remember you at Seagale. I remember reading yeah. all about that. So they, uh, they sold to a private equity group at the end, uh, at the end of 2020. So whenever my deal was up in the, like the, like the middle of last year, 2021, I was just like, Time to make a change. Kind of feeling like a new, yeah, it's just ready for a new start, you know. So, um, yeah, and I and, and I found some great new people at um, at Edge Hill, and they and they're just awesome. It feels like home. It's really small, so they can be really focused on me. And um, yeah, so did I? Um, and- did I read somewhere you're going to be uh, do opening for Molly Hatchet? <laughs> yeah, <they're>, uh, <laughs> we're, we're playing a handful of Molly Hatchet dates this summer, uh, or I think in April. That uh, is yeah. so cool. Be careful. You're yeah, flirting yeah. with disaster. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, you know, I'm a Southern rock guy at, at yeah, heart. Yeah. And first love. So very excited to get to uh, play some shows with them. And, God, and most God. of them are in the Northeast, too, which is really a market. I yes. Hit. So yes. 
Maine and Massachusetts and stuff. Yep. And up here in New York, it's, um, you know, uh, Molly Hatchet, they've been around a long time. I used to play them in the clubs, and that's how I know Flirting with Disaster and uh-huh. a couple of their other tunes. And it, I mean, they just rock. And how exciting is that? You get to play with these guys. You get to at least open for them, which means even backstage, hey, how are you? What's going on? Uh, yeah. You know, probably. It's really awesome because, you know, you get to just out of time with these guys whenever we're going to open for them, but just getting just some of those snippets of their stories. I mean, they, they have a, they have a greatest hits of stories, you know, when you get to hang oh, out, yeah. you know, like uh, whenever we did some of those Skinner days, getting to talk with them a little bit, 30 mm-hmm. specials on a bunch of those dates. So we got, I really got to actually spend a, a good bit of time hanging out on the bus with 38 special on some of those, uh, oh. some of those ones. And they're really, they've always been really cool to, to us. And do yeah, you, um, Remember hanging out on the bus with them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I know what the bus is like. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I won't go into yeah, detail, they, but they, I, they, I've been there. Too, those weren't too crazy. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like a Jared Neiman weekend run, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, but we, they have a good time, you know. But uh, I know exactly yeah, where you're coming from. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, exactly. are you coming out towards a bait plane anywhere near here, Skip? I guess that's not a schedule I would look up. I guess. Well, I, I, mentioned, I, I don't still know. Looking a lot of stuff right now. I feel like things are like just at the top of this year. People went, "Oh yeah, we need to book some shows." So, mm-hmm. are you happy to be back on the road, basically oh, yeah. full time? I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm so excited. I mean, obviously, you know, last summer we were pretty busy, pretty much playing almost every weekend. But thanks, got started. You know, when everyone was talking about Delta and Omicron and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I felt like it kind of kind of closed down a little bit, just at least from the mm-hmm. touring. People were just, you know, just worried, you know, about booking shows. So, you know, we were we were pretty not busy in the fall. We, we did a little bit over the winter. Um, but then when this year started off, I mean, I, I, I started kicked the year off doing uh, playing like a, a string of um weekends at these this club called the tin roof you know they have them kind of very all well we know it very well yep. yeah so they got them all over the place so yes. um they hit me up and were like hey we'd love to have you come play like four weekends where you hit two or three tin roofs a weekend mm. so been doing that um really you know from the first weekend in january been doing that a lot over the, the last month and a half and those have been really fun and a couple other random dates but yeah so we're just trying to figure it all out and get out there <laughs> as, uh, as much as we can were you able to um, get a lot of songs written and put aside for the future because of the pandemic? Were you able to really take advantage of that time and with all these rights and say, you know what? I've got 500 songs ready to go. The right <laughs> you know, honestly, I feel like I wrote the least that I had ever written over 2020 because it was just such a weird time. And I wrote some songs I really love and they're on this album which is awesome. But I felt like it was a, a good year, at least for me for like living some life and just like, gotcha. Bought a freaking scooter and scooted around. <laughs> Nashville. Oh, I love those yeah. things. You yeah. got a scooter. That is so cool. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I got an old 80, uh, 82 <laughs> Honda urban express deluxe. Oh, my goodness. Sounds like a weed eater. You know, just kind of had a little bit of a midlife crisis. Um, Sorry. I'm just kidding. No, Dude, not you're not really even good. close to midlife. Yeah. I'm just I, I don't know. On the scooter now, that might have, buying a scooter uh, might have shortened my life expectancy. 
well, no, 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 no. Awesome. just be careful. You got too much but, going you know, on. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was a really weird time and, and, it, and, it, and it stunk not being on the road, but um, it was, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I like honed in and, and, and I didn't love writing on Zoom. It was kind of obviously a necessity. Um, and it was just, a, it was just a weird year. A lot of people, you know, during that summer, a lot of people were just like, Hey man, it's nice outside. I ain't writing today. <laughs> you know, it was a, <laughs> it was a, it was a really, on my deck. <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot of that because I mean, you didn't feel like you had to. The music mm. business was basically closed down, so it was a very weird year. And I just, you know, when I got on Zoom with people that I really loved working with, and we happened to have an idea we were excited about, we were off to the races. But otherwise, sometimes we'd get on and just talk for like two or three hours and go. Hey man, it was great catching up. You know, yeah, so it, it was a really weird year. It was a really weird, but um, 2021 was a little bit more back to normal. But um, I mean, I've got, I've got I've got stacks of songs, but I feel like, especially 20, a lot of the best ones that I wrote are, are on. This I'd be album. worried about a paycheck. Although it'd be nice to sit around and not not do anything. I but still, it's like okay, I got these bills to pay. What am I going to do? <laughs> but yeah, then again, well, they wait. You know, fortunately, when you have a publishing deal, they technically like you. You know, you're they're paying. They're like kind of paying you regardless. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I start to write. I mean, you know, we have a minimum technically, but um, you know, I mean, because I, I, you know, in years past, I mean, I'd write 150 to 200 songs a year. I mean, I was writing mm. a ton, and then you know, I probably wrote. 75 songs in 2020 you know so i mean it's still a, a, a decent amount of songs just probably about half as many as i normally right, right. but you know um i had a different perspective on just everything and it's, um you know I probably wrote just as many good songs you know it's just a different different level of output you know i don't know it was mm-hmm. it was just yeah. it, was, it was a really interesting year but i definitely didn't over hard not being able to get in the room and you know over zoom it's hard doing like sitting in front of a computer screen for eight right. hours a day or you know when you're hanging out with friends it just flies by and when you're in the room you know i can write twice in a day um when i'm actually in 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 the room with people because you're talking you're there it's you feel the body language the whole social yeah, yeah it's not to it. in front yeah. of the screen for eight hours a day like yeah. you can like you got, you know, the whole group can walk outside if somebody's smoking a cigarette or you just want to get some sunlight or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to necessarily, um, yeah, just be right in front of the screen for the whole time. So Yeah, that's, um, I don't know I if I could do that. that. But we've talked to a lot of artists that have, and we've talked to mm-hmm. a lot of artists that haven't. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes both ways, but it depends. Yeah. depends. You never know. But, yeah. um, but I've got some real songs I really love cool. out of it. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely thankful and, and a lot of good friends on this on this album. Uh, with me which is really cool so um yeah i mean i'm i'm really excited and i think it's probably my most like diverse group of tunes i've ever done and 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 a lot of different influences i mean i've got some southern rock influences some 90s country influences some like foo fighters kind of influences (laughs) i've got all kinds of stuff on there like i've got some like old eaglesy sounding stuff so i'm kind of all over the place but i still feel like there's a a CJ thread running through everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously I wrote it, but um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of, I think it's pretty cool that there's just all kinds of different stuff on there. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, That's it's awesome. nine. Yeah. So it's nine songs, um, which I guess counts as a full album, but uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. How many songs on a full, is it nine or 11 or it all depends? Probably just a minimum. I, yeah. I, think, I think anything over seven is technically an, uh, like, I think they consider that a full album. I think seven might be like an EP. 
Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, five, six. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I've only had EPs before now. So I've had the three EPs that had either five or six songs on them, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm incredibly, That's incredibly great. stoked. And, you know, I got to, got to work on this with, um, kind of during COVID, like, uh, with my, my live drummer, um, Nick Gibbons and I just hopped in the studio and got That's some cool. session players and I played on it he played on it and a bunch of other great session players and, um, just had a lot of fun, um, which is, which is really cool. Um, getting, getting to work with him and he's, yeah. he's, uh, engineered and mixed some like Marty Stewart projects and some other cool stuff. So that's pretty cool like, to have somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really lucky to have him in my corner, but yeah, man, I think it's yeah. a really cool. Episode. Let me ask, how long ago did you move to Nashville? You moved from Louisiana, right? Yeah. So I moved to Nashville right out of high school in 2010. Oh, jeez. So, oh, I exactly left. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I was 17. Um, yeah, I moved in that. Yeah, kind of that. I mean, August started. Started. I went to Belmont, so I started at right. Started at Belmont um, at 17 in 2010, and um, graduated in 2014. And right before graduating in February was when I signed at Seagale. So I signed at Seagale right before I graduated, and uh, in 2014, and then I just just left there at um, August of 2021, and started at my new company and yeah wow. kind of, so kind of, um, going to belmont do you think that set you up for where you are today do you think being there well, and know, having that degree what in music business or that side of it so i have a songwriting degree with a minor in music okay business, which is kind of all funny. right but, um, <laughs> yeah i mean it was definitely very helpful i mean a lot of uh you know i got to take a class from tom douglas oh cool and, oh my um, god you know, the professors over there are really awesome and you know help help kind of just line you up for the music business. Obviously there's a ton of people in the music business that mm-hmm. do not do that. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not a requirement by any means. I know my parents were like, you need to go to college. <laughs> so it was kind of a nice time for me to just, you know, really, I, I, I mean, days. I spent a lot of time. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time just going to writer's nights and really just trying to, you know, meet people and be around town and, 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 and hone my craft a little bit. And, Fortunately, it was a, it was a good four years for me to really learn how to write better, and you know, by the time I was graduating, um, how old? Let me ask, how old were you when you first decided, or you thought this is what I want to do? This is I want to be a songwriter. You know, I'll get out of school, I'll get out of high school, and I'm going to go to Belmont. Well, you know, you've kind of figured that in your junior or senior year of high school. But still, do you yeah. think you were like in junior high or seventh, eighth grade? And you said, you know, this is what I want well, to do. So I started playing guitar when I was like seven. Um, and when I was in seventh or eighth grade, my parents took us on a trip to Nashville. We might have, I might have mentioned this before because I mention it all the time. But we went to the Grand Ole Opry when I was like 12 or cool. so. And um, the night, the first time I went to the Grand Ole Opry, it was Blake Shelton, Dirk Bentley, and Brad Paisley were all playing that night. And I pretty much <laughs> went watching. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. And it was like, you know, early. They, they, they had the mullets and the. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, and I remember watching those guys and just thinking, that's this is what I want to do. Like, these guys are, you know, that's, that's exactly what I want to do. So that was kind of the night kind of started getting into country music around that part. You know, when I was, I mean, you know, when you're a kid, I mean, you don't know anything, you know. So when I started playing guitar and I was terrible at seven, I just thought Leonard Skinner and, you know, and Creedence Clearwater Revival were really cool. And um, so, you know, a couple of years of that being my favorite stuff. And, um, you know, when I saw those guys and had kind of, yeah. 
becoming more open to the idea of country music, I, I really started diving in and Oh, and, 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 and you know, just part of being a, a, a dumb kid, I was like, well, how do, where do these songs come from? I was like, oh, somebody writes these songs. And then I started, <laughs> you know, looking at the back of the CDs and I went, well, these, this isn't the name of the artist. Who are these guys? And I started going, man, these guys are just songwriters. I was like, so, you know, in like eighth grade, there was a girl that took guitar lessons from the same guy that I took from uh, Stan Campbell. Mm-hmm. And she was going to Belmont. She was four years ahead of me. So she, when, when I was going into high school, she was going to Belmont and um, she's the one that told me about it. She's like, you should look into this. Like whenever uh-huh. you get older, like that might be something you want to do. So that's whenever I was kind of started looking into it. Maybe, you know, I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough to mo- warrant moving to Nashville anyway, as an eighth grader, you know, but I was like in the back of my mind. And um, as I kept going through high school and, and continuing to take it serious and write more and, um, you know, I signed up for the Nashville Songwriters Association. And, mm-hmm. um, That's cool. You know, my, yeah. So, like, they had a New Orleans chapter that I'd go down to and meet people. And I went to um, my junior or senior year of high school, went to the, the the little spring training workshop up here in Nashville when I was, like, looking at Belmont. And, That's cool. um, you know, just kind of decided I, I thought I was going to give it a shot. And, you know, my parents were super supportive. And they're like, hey, you know, if it's, it doesn't quite work out. You know, you can always come back and do whatever you want to do down here. But, um, you know, I've just, always, I've just been really lucky to, you know, right as I was graduating, you know, get, get hooked up with Seagale and, um, have a great support system over there and, um, you know, have some success, you know, writing with the handful of hits that I've had and, you know, uh, you know, about a dozen major label cuts during that time. And if, um, um let me ask this as well. If you weren't doing music, what do you think you'd be doing? I really don't know. I mean, I love history. You know, that, uh, uh-huh. my, my sister's a history teacher. I, I love history. I feel like I could, would be, I feel like that would be fun being a history teacher, but honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I, I'm not really good at much else. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so cool that, um, you can actually go to like, learn how to be a songwriter because I always you thought know, that would be like a gift from within. You have to kind of already have that. You, you, you know, they kind of just help show you the ropes a little bit. Mm-hmm. You really have to be. Um, well, you have a good that. thought process. So, you yeah, know. You have to, you know, I mean, you're doing 99% of it. They're kind of just yeah. giving you that extra little, um, mm-hmm. you know. And obviously, if you're, and, 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 you know, and the songwriting degree is in the music business school. So, you're mm-hmm. taking classes on copyright law and publishing true and, all, and you need all that yeah and and, and it's good because a, mm-hmm. a lot of people business and they don't they don't know any you know it, it's they don't just like they're not just teaching you this stuff out in the mm-hmm. open like and a publisher you know if you if you meet with a publisher and you don't know anything about how the business works they're just gonna say hey here's a paper sign it and we're gonna pay you you know <laughs> yeah we're gonna pay you zero dollars right. and own right. all of your stuff so, you know you kind of got to know how the splits work because it's it's a pretty complicated and, mm-hmm. and the different revenue streams and how. Those, right, especially if you're going to make a living know, at it, you really need to know how you're going to make yes, your living. So, and it's really, uh, it sounds confusing. I'm always asking these questions, you know, over the different interviews that we do, just, I nitpick a little bit because each time I learn a little something more yeah. about how this business works on your side of it. And it's it great. is, a lot. There's a lot there. It's like 
you know, yeah, no doubt. It's crazy. For, it's crazy on everybody's side of yeah. it, but it's definitely very confusing um, on, on my side. I, I would say I don't know y'all as well, but it's 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 really confusing. And you know, there's there's all kinds of weird stuff with you know, obviously a lot of people, you know, with the, the how songwriters get are, are paid, um, especially from Spotify and, and the streaming mm-hmm. companies that really. Um, yeah, there's so much. Don't. But not only that, so, just getting your song any of your songs i mean let's say if you have a catalog of hundreds of songs how do we going to get that song or a song into somebody's hands to mm-hmm. like that song to want to record that song to get it out there i mean that's a yeah, process there's a, whole, there's a whole infrastructure and <laughs> and, and 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 yeah industry based result. <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy you know it's shrinking though which is which is which is a bummer but uh you know i just feel really fortunate to be a part of it and um you know, get to write songs every day because it's really yeah. competitive. And it's not like everyone's competitive, like, oh, I got to beat you. Right. But, you know, there's only so, you know, there's only 10, 12 songs on a record and there's only mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. really only five big labels in Nashville. And they only put out a handful of la- records each, each label, you know, each yeah. label only puts out a handful of records. So, you know, the slots are just, mm-hmm. it's really narrow. So you got to, you got to really. Yeah. Or be friends with the artist. There you <laughs> go. That's always a good plus. <laughs> yeah, that would work. That would work. Uh, wow. What do you do for fun? Or is this what you call fun? You know, it's funny how, I mean, music was all I ever did. And then, you know, you become like a full-time music person and you got to yeah, find out. It's good, cool. but don't take that the wrong way. It's good that you're doing what you're doing. But then every once in a while, you got to, you know, put it down for a day and go have some fun. What would, yeah. What do you like to do? Man, I don't know. Um, scooter. I got, I, got a scooter. scooter. I got a scooter. I hunt a little bit you know, during the season, the deer, and back in Louisiana, I do a little hog hunting. Um, but I started doing jujitsu actually at the oh. end of 2020, which was really fun. Um, so start start a lot of my days out um, at 6 a.m. just wrestling other sweaty dudes. Uh, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to choke each other and break each other's arms, which is really fun. So that kind of has a good workout. Yes. I really have fallen in love with that. And um, so, you know, if the music thing doesn't work out, I'll, I'll join UFC and, and get to the <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's I don't know what's more of a butt whoop in the music business or UFC, but uh, there you go. Really? <laughs> I, I had a, um, I had a nephew, uh, I don't know if it was UFC or MMA, but I don't know if you know Dave Mira, um, yeah. the BMX bike rider. He's my nephew. And okay. uh, actually, he's my right. wife's. Now, my okay. wife babysat him when he was just growing up. And of course, it's my wife's sister's son, but uh, Dave is no longer with us. But he got into the MMA and the, or I forgot what, I don't know if it's UFC or MMA. I want to say it was MMA. Is that where they're actually? Well, MMA is just like the name of the sport, and UFC is the uh, like one of the main companies that has MMA events. So there's okay. a bunch I... of different MMA companies, but yeah, MMA is um, you know mixed martial arts, which is just any kind of mostly cage fighting. Kind of beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> you, know, you just whoop up on each other until one guy can't fight anymore. I mean, it kind of sounds like Roman Gladiator stuff, but. Yeah, Let me ask you this. If I was a bartender right now and you walk up, what would you order for me? Hmm. But heavy. But heavy? Yeah. I What's hate a like butt heavy? You Budweiser. 
Oh, like, oh, oh, well, we call it Bud or Bud Light. I'm going old, to Bud Heavy. No, not Bud Light. Not Bud Light. Okay. Old school. Old school. Yeah, old school, but I, I really don't like light beer. It's It just, like, tastes like just gross. Do you do but, any of the uh, craft beers at all? I hate IPAs, but, you know, yeah. some of the other ones, are like, I'm not an IPA guy. I mean, I'm just, like, um, Yingling. Y'all got Yingling up there, Yeah, we right? have Yingling, yes. Yingling's kind of my really my go-to, but most parts of the country don't have it. Right, uh, we have it in Nashville, but um, yeah, I I, I I stopped drinking for a couple of years, but but I occasionally have a couple of beers every now and then. But okay. um, yeah, but if I'm if I'm having them, I, I prefer like a full flavorful beer as opposed to light beer, which you know I don't know. I, mm. I some people might be. Well, you drunk. want the flavor of it if you're going you to have it. You want a true blooded American <laughs> if you're drinking a light beer, but you know I don't know. I just <laughs> no. I'm more of a heavy beer. But you can you can't drink as many of them. I mean, you know they're they're, they're way more filling, but um, but I think right. there's, you know there's more flavor. They're they're pretty good. So but I don't. Yeah, do you, one, do you have blue light there? I don't think you have blue light in Nashville. I don't know about blue light. I don't think I've ever seen it though. I thought you were asking if I had a blue light on my face. No, 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 no. Labats. No, I have not heard of that. All right. I'll have to look that up. Uh, Probably not. Now that I'm thinking about it. All right, Skip. When we're down there next week, we're going to have to go to some of the bars and see if they Mm. have those beers for you. I'm sure we'll find it. Well, we'll find sure. a bar. I'm sure that will that'll happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's no shortage of bars. No, we know that. And there's more mm-hmm. coming every day. Pretty soon there will be more, DJ Solar. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to go hang out at Solar's. That's going to be, be cool. your bar. Right around the corner from Luke's place and uh, Florida Georgia Line's place. And who else has a place? Eric, I mean, Eric oh, Church is going to be building and, one. And Dirk's Bentley. And, 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 Jason Hardy's got a place. I mean, they're they're popping up all over the place. It's it's cool though. I, I it, it's yeah. fun. It gives an extra layer of the country music fan. I am just worried that because I've been going to well, next week is the country radio seminar, which everybody's been talking about because finally we can get back together again. Um, but when I first started going to that, it was at least twenty years ago. Nashville was just like this small, medium-sized city, and you could get from the airport to downtown. I don't know, twenty twenty-five minutes. Now it takes you an hour and a half to get from the airport to downtown because of the traffic. He's exaggerating a little. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know about that. I went to yeah. pick up my, my drummer, Nick, from the airport last night. And because of construction, it was like, normally it takes me 10 minutes to get from my house to the airport. And it took like 30 because of traffic. And I was yeah. just like, uh, dang There's it. a crane on every corner when you hit downtown. And Broadway's yeah. packed mm-hmm. with tourists. And it's crazy. So, it is crazy. Do you, um, when you go out, do, I, I would assume you don't go downtown, but, uh, like I like to go to the station in the station. Well, because, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that place that's on the outskirts and it's just, <laughs> it's a cool place to go and hang. It's a great, and great music. So, what's funny now, because it's like so built up around there with like, there's literally high rises completely surrounding <laughs> it. So it's like this little old shit blue and, um, you know, it, it's cool. I mean, you can see, like, obviously not all the time, but, you know, like, when Dirk Bentley does, like, a little bluegrass show, or you used to be able to go see, like, Chris Stapleton and the Steel Drivers over mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Like, my buddy Mike Ryan, the Texas artist, he plays some cool shows over there sometimes. I mean, it's a cool room, and, um, you know, leg- full, legendary people always playing there. Yeah, that's um, where um, 
going back to the earlier days when I was going to CRS when we used to first time I went to the station in was to go see Dirk Spentley. And he was there with the bluegrass band and um, the label rep. We were hanging out with her. And of course, Dirks came over. We had a picture of beer and we all just, you know, it was just that that atmosphere was so cool and so laid back. And of course, that was before Dirks was Dirks where he is today. So it's just just a great guy. And and what's really cool about artists like him and, and I'm sure like you as well is you never forget those people that you meet early on. Mm-hmm. And to this day, if I do a meet and greet with Dirk Bentley, it's like, hey, Skip, how's it going? Hey, how's Nance, my wife? You know, how's Zach? How's Zach doing? He's our son. You know what I mean? You still get that interaction, which is cool. So yeah. it is super cool getting though, because I mean, at that point, you're old friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 And nobody believes you. So um, not only are you work friends, you're old work friends. Yeah, no. I know. Like now I'm, I'm really showing my age. It was like 20 years ago. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. CJ, awesome, this is dude. great. This is great catching up with you, my friend. Yeah. Just, thank uh, you so much for the invite. Tell us, uh, absolutely. I, I had to reach out. I, I follow you online. Not, I, I'm not a stalker, but I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I you're a music you. stalker. Think of it I, that way. Yeah, because yeah. I know how say. creative mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. and how talented you are. And I knew that when uh, a few years ago when, on the Music Row panel, and of course I saw you at that award ceremony, Mm-hmm. When you got that award and I watched you get that and come off the stage, I'm like, good for him. He d- He's somebody that really deserves that. Because Thanks, like man. I said a moment ago, your creativity and your talent, mm-hmm. just phenomenal. And what a, a lot of people don't realize is when they hear again, it, it's the small print on, on the music. You know, yeah, you get a, a major artist that records it. But you know what? That's who's recording it. Let's see who wrote that song. And there's mm-hmm. CJ Solar on there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, well, you know, Up Down's a good example of that. Some girls, you know, good example of that. I'm I'm not doing any of this for the recognition. I mean, I really just I was I was honestly super surprised to get that and 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 super thankful for the everybody at Music Row. But um, you know, I, I just I just love playing music and I just wanna yeah. find a way to continue doing it and have you know, have people love the songs and it's not about, you know, any kind of, you know, <laughs> awards or anything, which obviously is so humbling to get those kinds of things, but it's just like, I love playing music and I, and I, and I, and, and, and really getting to sing songs I've written in front of people who care is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the best feeling in the world, you know? So it's like, if I can just find a way to continue to feel that feeling for, for, Forever, forever. You know, there you go. That's, that's that's all I can ask for. Do you have a preference of songwriting versus performing? I was telling a friend who asked the same question earlier today, who one of my buddies from back home while we were having lunch, um, and I said, "You know what? I really don't think I would want to do one without the other." Oh, In the sense yeah. that mm-hmm. I, you know, singing is awesome, mm-hmm. but it kind of gets boring when you're singing other people's songs, or it's just it's not as fulfilling. And writing's kind of the same way if you don't have like an outlet. Obviously, having other people sing your songs is cool, but even if I didn't play shows at all, I would still want to be hitting writer's nights mm-hmm. or having some way to be, some way to just mm-hmm. perform the song. Get your song up, so it's, yeah. it's really it's really, you know, I think the perfect culmination of, of both of them that that really excites me the most mm-hmm. um, is, is getting to play songs I wrote. And you know, it's really cool getting to play some girls and up down at my own shows. Um, because obviously people know songs, um, thanks to you guys for playing them. And, uh, <laughs> um, it's, really, it's, 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 it's really something else. And, you know, I was playing like 
last weekend or the weekend before we were playing in, in, in South Florida. And, you know, it, it was just a packed club, just people hanging out. It was Florida. <laughs> you know, so it was packed. Of course it was packed. And, um, you know, and I just said, hey, I wrote the song for my buddy Jamison Rogers. And people like, you know, their ears kind of perked. And as soon as we started playing it, everybody, everybody, in that it. That's everybody was singing oh. every word of that song. And the same thing with Up Down. And it's just, you know, and, I, and people were jamming along to my tunes, too. And I had a couple people there that knew me and mm -hmm. that, that really knew my tunes. But, you know, it's just really cool to be able to connect to people on that level and go, man. And, and they don't know me, but, you know. They, they do now, though. Word. But they do and, now. Which... And, I made, and I made some fans. That yeah. Night. So, you know, it's, it's a really cool thing to just have an extra layer of, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, connected, connection with people. And even if they don't know they know me, they know my stuff. And that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, we love we love the uh, the songwriter rounds because we love as much as we love hearing hearing the artist perform a song. I I truly enjoy when the songwriter comes out, performs a song, tells a story behind the song, and you really get a good feel. It's real for deal. How it progressed. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I'm I'm going to hear a couple of my buddies at a songwriter round at the listening room as soon as oh. we whatever we get. Another off, great yeah. venue. Yeah. I can't wait to go next I know, week. I know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Except we, every time we go, we're so busy, so we're gonna have to try to squeeze out somehow, someway. Yeah, and and how often do do you get to see the fam? Do you get home pretty often? Or? You know, my parents are actually going to be moving up here probably within the next <sighs> year, but uh, which is crazy. But um, you know, I get back every now and it's not a lot, but you know, a couple times a year. Um, definitely, you know, over Christmas and then um, usually it's around shows. Yeah. <laughs> usually. It's like I'll be playing. I'll be playing the the the, the you know the, the main country bar back home, and um, you know that'll be that'll be one of my two or three other times I'm home besides Christmas. Yeah, I saw. I don't know. I don't know what your mom's name is, but I saw there's another Solar that you know when we posted about the podcast tonight and made a comment about a jacket you were wearing. Was there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, um, some shiny jackets that I'll wear to award shows and stuff. It's cool. Uh, and I posted a picture earlier today wearing wearing that jacket from a, a music video shoot that I did a couple weeks ago, um, and it was just like a behind the scenes still from that that <laughs> video shoot. And I, I, I love just posted it. that. And Nashville, we had some really terrible rain today, and I was like, it might be raining outside, but my jacket's brighter than the sun or something. <laughs> did you guys get any tornado warnings today? Because I heard there was. No, a lot I don't of bad think weather. we did, but it was we got some pretty some pretty hard wind, but fortunately, mm -hmm. fortunately, no tornado. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. CJ, I know you got to get going. You got to head over mm -hmm. to the listening room. I got you, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you. Thank you for coming out with Skip Happens tonight. We look forward to the new music. Uh, the Future's yeah. Neon. Cannot wait mm -hmm. to hear more of that project. I cannot mm -hmm. wait till that album drops. So I got to make sure I get my hands on it. But yeah, uh, I'll happy of it. Yeah. You know sure. what? We're proud of you, my friend. You're doing a great job. And uh, mm -hmm. just you're giving us, you make my job really easy because you're giving us the great music to play. You're uh, one of the many that's contributing today. I can't thank y'all enough. Thanks again for having me on the show tonight and hopefully get up y'all's way. And, and yeah. I'll see you at CRS next week. Yeah. We'll yeah, see you yeah. next week. We'll Live. be bouncing around. We'll make it a point. Person. Absolutely. Uh, of course, if you'd like to subscribe to skip happens, it's right there on YouTube. And thank you for watching this tonight. And Deb, if you want to give a little spiel about your, the yeah. official country music fan club. We are on Facebook and Instagram and we love to promote our artists, their new music and whatever's going on. We got the news for you. There you go.
CJ, you're awesome. Stay right there. We're going to sign off. Thanks for joining us here tonight on Skip Happens. Uh -huh. God bless you, my friend. Uh -huh. Good night, Thanks, everyone. Yeah.